The podcast that thinks the term hitting for the cycle references something in the laundry room. My name is Cole Sheets, and I'm with my brother from another mother, Dan Harmson. What's going on, pal? Oh, just beat down by life over here. Yourself. Oh. Just exasperated with everything. Don't be like that. Honestly, there's some days where I, I didn't get to watch, you know, my cycling colors. I didn't get to watch much of, actually, any of the Iowa State game Saturday. That's a serious bummer. That's, well call space fade i don't i don't know if it is well um but you know sometimes when there's that piss poor of an outing it just kind of ruins my whole sports weekend yeah just gonna throw that out there fair enough and i actually i've kind of got a little bit of a different take and we're gonna touch on that um here later obviously so what's new with you though i've been gone for a while um yeah you have you know truthfully i don't think actually i really haven't been gone this is about it ever when i see you every week i haven't got to tailgate with you i don't think in i mean we're pushing three weeks now i know and now we're off again we are off again my liver's not gonna know what 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 do we what are we gonna do on saturday I'm sure I've got plenty of shit to do. You can come power wash if you want to do that. I mean, I'd probably take you up on that. I don't mind. It would give me something to do. I mean, trust me, I'd love to sit here and drink beer and watch sports. I mean, I think I think we could still do that if you wanted. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. No, it's, uh, you know, I I, I view uh, this sports weekend, it was, uh, it was a downer in some areas, and I was okay. For most of the weekend, I went to the game and watched it, and just I didn't really... I mean, I was just, I, oddly enough, like, I was okay with it. You know me, like, hot take coal afterwards. Like, I get so upset. Yeah, usually you're saying how we need to fucking fire everybody. No, that's never happened. That's bullshit. No, I've never said fire anybody. No, but you think we're such a, every time we underachieve. Actually, you know, I said this. I don't remember who I said it to. I said, I, I actually expect Iowa State to underachieve because, you know, Brocktober, all this, everything else. We've beat we Oki State a, a couple times. I honestly thought, and honestly, they've played well a couple games before that. But there's been so many mistakes made and things like that that you know they're going to mount up at one point and lose you a football game. Yeah, it's at some point. But I, I don't know how we jumped into this already. But uh, maybe we'll we'll get back to Iowa State in a little bit. Right. Um. And you know, since since uh, we're back here in the man cave, we're a couple days late. Um. You know, like always, life gets in the way. But we usually find a way to to kind of find our way back down here. And we're going to start off with my cocktail of the week. And truthfully, this is kind of something I just threw together with. A random soda I found, and some other, th- <laughs> some other You've things. You thoroughly got me terrified. Some other things I found in the liquor cabinet. Um, I'm gonna call this drink the Hillbilly Holler. Dan, I want you to take a drink of that. Oh, tell me what you think. It's too bad Taylor's not here to yeah. experience this. Though. Tell me what you think. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take. Thank a you s- for giving me a straw, by the way. Yeah, you're welcome. I put it in a copper mug because that seems like something hillbillies would do, like them country folk. This is probably gonna get stuck in a sea turtle's nose, right? No, it's plastic. It's reusable. See, I'm not like McDonald's. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> I don't even know. Like, what what flavors do you taste? I don't know. Like some grapefruit, maybe. Close. Okay, nothing so, good. That's what I taste. Oh, come on. Yes, you do. So <laughs> I don't. I don't <laughs> like it's kind of like I. It tastes terrible, but I'm kind of like, well, I gotta try that again. See, it doesn't. Oh shit! I forgot to DVR Oak Island tonight. God damn it! Oh, I don't. I've never watched an episode of that. Oh, it's terrible, but you'll get sucked in. Sorry. Uh, fair enough. 
Um, it is my uh, my hillbilly holler here. It's it's namesake comes from oh, the. I'm old, not gonna finish that. That's okay. I'll drink it. My its namesake comes from the knockoff sodas, like the fairway sodas. I think I think that's hillbilly? a high V brand. No, hillbilly it's, it's holler. Fairway dude. Or what was the other one? Doctor Thunder. Doctor Thunder. Doctor Thunder was a fairway or a high V brand. Yeah. Or a Walmart brand maybe, but. No, so Hillbilly Holler, I remember from the days back when we had like the carnivals when I was in grade school where you'd do the ring toss and you'd win the two liter, whatever yeah. it landed on. So Hillbilly Holler is the knockoff Mountain Dew. And I found a can of Mountain Dew in my beer fridge down here somehow. Um, and Oh, no, I'm not going to sleep. Hang on. And so part of this, I, I took that can of Mountain Dew and I took what I had in my liquor cabinet, oddly enough, BV. Did you know... Shocked. That, well, it's the only thing I had really, besides vodka and gin, and I didn't think gin sounded very good with dew. Uh, I'm pretty sure I heard, and I, maybe this is a rumor. I think dew, Mountain Dew, was actually made back in the day to mix with whiskey, like a whiskey sour. No, I think I've heard that somewhere. That might be totally wrong, but that sounds like total bullshit. Anyways, so I I I did that, and then I had some watermelon margarita mix that I threw in there. And then some carbonated water on top and then a lime wedge to try to cut all that sweetness. And I'm not going to lie. I think it tastes okay. Not not my taste. Not wa- my style. The, the, watermelon, the watermelon was a sugar-free thing that my mother-in-law left over here back when we had a grill out in the summertime. And it's just been sitting up there for months. And I took a couple swigs of it before I even put it in, like just out of the bottle. It's one of those margarita mixes that you don't have to add the tequila to. Right. It's like, okay, like we'll, we'll see what happens here. And it honestly didn't taste that bad by itself. I was like, maybe mixed with something like a lemony lime thing, it might actually kind of taste good. And so that's where the watermelon came in. I was like, well, hillbillies also like watermelon, so that makes a lot of sense. So, so that's kind of how I landed on the name, and then the Copper Cup just kind of ties it all in. And Yeah, that's just a random concoction. It's like jungle juice. I've got a couple one, like big batches that I'm going to make. If we ever do like a, like a live record on like a Saturday watch, I've got this big like sun tea dispenser you know make some pink squirrel yeah dude it's gonna we're gonna make this uh stuff called swamp water it's green and it's got like lemons and apples and strawberries in it and like all the clear liquors it it looks all of the clear liquors yeah it's like a gigantic it's it's like it's like a gigantic Ah, just all the clear liquors dude that's all it is all the clear liquors no whiskey oh speaking of i learned something while i was in oklahoma this week that you can smoke in the bar you know i I never made it to a bar outside of applebee's oh um (laughs) Because I eat, I eat, I haven't had Applebee's probably Applebee's? three or four years. Um, actually, I take it back. I have it every year in Duncan. But Greg Cron, that's a shout out to you because I know how much you dig the bees. Craig Crayola, what's up, bud? Um, so that was once again the only restaurant that was open when we got out of you know off the fairgrounds. Um, what's that? Sorry, not to interrupt you. What's that bar in Oklahoma that's like attached to the Holiday Inn or whatever that everybody goes Drillers. to? Drillers. Oh my god. <laughs> yep. Drillers. I forgot how abrasive that name was. <laughs> I tell you what, if you're in for some people watching, Drillers, Drillers is the spot, baby. Fr- the Friday night of Duncan, because they're all the townies come out, and it is interesting. Um, regardless, <laughs> so we go to Applebee's, and we walk in. We'd been drinking a few drinks. I mean, there were some bush lattes pounded back at the fairgrounds. What? And we get in, and uh, as soon as we walk into the old bees, we hear, last call for alcohol. So I... I, I decided to be proactive. I mean, it's 10, 11 o'clock. So you ordered four. Oh, I went up, and there were three of us, and I said, all right, everybody here needs a beer and two Long Island iced teas. 
Oh. And they start, and they're like, well, we can't do that. I'm just like, no, it's for all these, my buddies over here, you know. <laughs> like, I was looking at some other guys at a different table. And as soon as I did that, they got up and left. So they came and served us anyway until they realized that not all. So they went and held the drinks at the bar Oops. for us to finish our other ones before they <laughs> serve us the drink. That's probably appropriate. Yeah. So anyway. That's you, actually a great story. I'm if if you're that. trying to drink three three drinks at the same time in Oklahoma, they may not let you. Well, so. they're but it's not like going to FAC where they're mixing well liquors. Well, maybe they are, but I mean they're charging three dollars for this gigantic uh, cocktail down there. I mean they don't want you to get alcohol poisoning. Yeah, and Oklahoma is an interesting place. We also uh, had a waiter that night at Applebee's whose, whose name tag said Big Josh. Was he really small? And yeah, he wasn't a very big guy, but he had his hand all wrapped up. And we're like, Big Josh, like, you know, what happened? You know, because we were inebriated. And he uh, he goes, um, I punched a transvestite, is what he said. That's, did he tell you the full story? Oh, we saw a police report. Him? He punched a, a transvestite. Like, it said in the police report that he punched a man, but, you know, it was a... Yeah, so... Maybe that maybe that man identified as a kitchen stove. Who knows? <laughs> I guess, I guess. So anyway, I don't know. Hard left turn there, but um, yeah, that that that's what we got. I I find this disgusting though. Just gonna throw that out there. Did we get on that track because of the hillbilly holler cocktail? Is that? I'm guessing. Yeah, you said hillbilly, and I just guys from Oklahoma probably popped in my my head. All right. Well, fair enough. So that's you know my, the boys uh, from Oklahoma. Yeah, those boys from Oklahoma. We all know what they don't know how to do. Uh, so I guess do you uh. I, I get, we talked about this a little bit before the show started. Do you want to get into the fail of the week here? Yeah, so we're we going to do that instead okay. of our last item. Okay. Um, my fail of the week, we're going to start this show off with uh, any, you know, even more funny stories here. My fail of the week, um, I, and I'm not familiar. Someone who's a soccer fan is going to have to help me out because this will be the only time you ever hear me talk about soccer. Um, it was, And I saw in the highlights it was for a, a team in La Liga, which I would have to assume – it means the it league. Is a the diff- league. Yeah, I think that's um I think that's Spanish, actually like- Spanish for the league. Um you'll have to help me in which direction that is, whether it's south or um east of us. Um the pro soccer team celebrated a goal, which in their defense it looked like it, it scored, except the goalie came up with the most miraculous save, I think, in the history of ever. Uh starts celebrating this goal on one end of the field and the goalie rolls it out to a, a teammate or a defenseman rolls it out to a teammate and they score on the other team that was celebrating while their goalie was like halfway down the field. And it just goes to show you how stupid soccer players can be. So that's my feel of the week. Well, they can't be. Well, that's that's the thing is, you know, soccer isn't a game like football where you've got a bunch of different positions and plays and things like that. It's just a bunch of guys running around chasing the ball, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's all I see. Yeah, that's pretty much. You just got to be good at cross country, essentially. Yeah. Uh, my fail of the week um, goes out to the Texas Tech Red Raiders kickoff block team, which actually, you know, at one point it was a very positive moment for them. Um, so the Kansas Jayhawks, the aforementioned Kansas Jayhawks, are starting to play better football. They have an opportunity to kick a field goal to beat Texas Tech um, for the first Big 12 win. Go up, uh, attempt a field goal, Texas Tech blocks it. Right? Great. Okay, Texas Tech going to win, everything else. Well, while the guy re- grabs onto the ball, is running around, is running around, a Kansas kid off the field goal team comes out, tackles him, ball comes out, Kansas lands back on top of the football, has another shot at a game-winning field goal, this time hits it, 
Kansas wins a game. So shout out to you, um, Texas Tech, on just you know not winning in the margins. Poor special teams play like that could be. Seems like a theory here. Yeah, seems we, like a we're theme. seems like a theme us, around here. Lately. Us people from Ames have no idea what that's all about. What yeah. would poor special at, teams? At what, play? at what point does the process you know include special teams? So, well, eventually, if you love the process, fall in love with the process. The process will love you back. Okay, um, I. I think, and Dan, I think, wants to uh, do the same thing I do here. And we want to jump into the elephant in the room here. Um, for those of you unfamiliar, this is just kind of breaking news, I guess. Um, maybe not breaking to most of you, but the NCAA board, um, whether or not that's like board a, of board governors. Of, yeah, board yep. of governors has now approved um, changes to the rule book that will now. Um, open up the doors for NCAA athletes to start making name or excuse me, making money off of their name and image and likeness. Now what they're calling the NIL committee from what I understand is what they've kind of um, delegated it to, I guess, for lack of a better term. Uh, This is a, this is really big. This is really big. Granted, it's just basically the first step in the process of changing the rules. They've essentially said they're open to the conversation. Well, and, they've and said they, that they're not going to fight against it. Right, and they want new rules from what I've read. They want the new rules for this to be a in, you know in place by January of 2021, I think is what I read. So you're Correct. talking within the next Really, that's a pretty quick year. turnaround. To that's have, 14 months. I mean, because we're not just talking about, oh, hey, kid can go make some money. We're talking about, you know, what, how, what's the limit? You know, what are the ways that can and can't make money? How's this fit into compliance? Um, how's this fit into what your university does? You know, because think about it, there's a lot of companies, say Wilson Toyota spends a lot of money with Iowa State. Are they going to sponsor individual players too? You know, there's a there's a lot of there's there's so many more questions I think that answers and honestly here's the deal it could be a really good thing a we're gonna get NCAA football you we know hope, we EA hope sports back gonna be great um you know first things first but <laughs> second of all um you know and there's a lot of kids that could make some money because one thing I did read in the press release um and I thought was actually a really good point because you know this thing this I'm gonna be honest this scares the crap out of me um, we knew it was going to happen at some point, and for once, I think the NCAA is proactive here instead of reactive, because we've always known them as a very reactive, you know, kind of detrimental organization. Definitely. Here they saw California. We've seen a few states pass these laws now. Um, instead of sitting around and worrying about how we're going to deal with California, they went ahead and, hey, we're just going to do it. Um, you know, it, it's kind of how legal weed's going to work here in the U.S. and not that that long, um, at least in my, my thought. Um, but anyway, so at least NCAA is proactive about this. For me, this could be really great. Oh, the point, never mind. The point I saw in this is we want kids to be able, you know, kids that are athletes, student, student athletes, to be able to have the same opportunities to make money as kids who are not while they're in college. And that's something that hadn't really dawned to me. If you have, you know, I think about this all the time, you know, in the College of Ag at Iowa State, which we both attended, you know, you see a lot, you know, it might have been Bailey Peterson or Ethan Lambert or just, sorry, most of you guys don't know these people, but, you know, where they uh, got their picture taken of them. Hannah Knapp had one for the teaching farm. Oh, yeah, and she, you know, was, and she was Yeah, and she was, you know, in front of all this with the pig and whatnot. She was the faceless, and I don't know if she got paid a little bit for that or not, but 
why would we give regular students an opportunity to have their name and likeness being shown and things like this, but not athletes? Um, and think about this too, is we get a lot of normal students get a lot of opportunity to make money at school and do things like that. But most student athletes cannot, um, this will help. I think the autograph thing will be a big thing right away. Um, you know, they can make money signing those or whatnot. This, the, you know, for me, it's how is the NCAA going to please this? How are we going to do this? Because in a grander sense, this could ruin college athletics forever. Yeah, it completely and, changes the way things run. And I'm, I'll push back a little bit, and maybe maybe you can help clarify here. Um, when you say you like student athletes don't have, or yeah, student athletes don't have the same opportunity to make money in college like some other college kids do. We also had to pay for our school, and you know, sixty-five, seventy-five percent of these kids are on a full-ride scholarship. I would kind of be okay with not being able to make a lot of money and that's just me, but that's, but that's, that's a third party view on it here because I wasn't in their shoes and they were never in mine. And so it's really hard to see the other side of the coin here. So I'll push back a little bit. I I don't want to make an excuse and, and make them or make people think, or I hope people don't think that what you and I did was easy where we went to school we sunk ourselves into some debt. We had part-time jobs. And when you mix part-time jobs with going to school, it turns into a full-time job. It's a 40, 50, 60 hour week gig. Now for me, because I was lazy, it was more like 25 hours a week, you know, and, and 20 of it was going to work. If that, the point being, they, they don't have opportunity to earn a, earn a wage like we did, but they're also receiving thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in stipends university grants their education their meal funds and all that stuff but i don't want to get too critical of it because i know that that can't be easy when all you do is go to school and go work out and go to the gym granted your meals are paid for but like who honestly wants to sit in their dorm room or their apartment on a friday night because they're broke and they can't go do something so i get i get that aspect of it right you know, I think the immediate cause for concern comes from a lot of people on, oh, well, this just means, you know, the school I can pay the most, the Oregon's, the Alabama's, the Ohio State's are going to be able to get the best recruits. Well, guess what? Newsflash, those guys are getting all the five-star recruits anyway. Um, one point I've heard come up a couple different times, this actually may help, you know, like somebody like Harrison Barnes may never have left the state. Yes, local Local, local athlete, because think about that is everybody names know who know who's – knows who Harrison Barnes is. He has that local appeal. You know, you put his face on anything, it's going to help sell. Things like that. Where he goes to North Carolina, nobody really, like, oh, who's this kid from Iowa? You know, um, it may help keep kids like that in state. And actually, I think it may divvy up recruiting a little bit. Because think about this. If you are, you know, and, and there's classes like this all the time, you know, Clemson, we've seen it with, Oklahoma and Clemson, all these schools, they'll have three five-star quarterbacks on the roster, right? Well, say this, like the starting quarterback at Alabama is going to get a bunch of money in endorsements, things like that. But are the backup and the third-string guy? No. So maybe they look for an opportunity to go to a different school where they're going to have that chance. You know, in that case, it could, you know, divvy up a little bit more. I think that's a possibility. Yeah, I agree. And What what scares me is – Oh, Jesus. All right, roll your eyes. Mr. Interrupter over there. What scares me is, you know, <laughs> this school over here, you know, yada, 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 North Carolina, Michael Jordan, we're going to be sitting here, and, oh, hey, we're going to give a million dollars to X 
if they come to school. You know, and I don't see think there's going to be a lot. And I think the NCAA is going to have a way of policing this and how we're going to do it. I think you and me talked a little bit about, you know, maybe the money goes into a general pot for your team and kind of divvied up from there. I, I don't know what the answer is. At Like anything, the NCAA is going to have a whole set of rules and things and make the, things way more complicated than they are. Um, I don't see the agent thing. They're still not going to let kids hire agents. But I promise you there is some sort of you know agency or something out there that's going to be out there like, oh, hey, kids, we can get you endorsements if you come to this school just to manage kids' endorsements and take a chunk of them. I promise you we'll see predatory people like that anytime. Okay, I'm going to stop you because you're grandstanding. Um, now, when I'm grandstanding, I yell a lot. I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty calm right now. I think that there's obviously going to be a lot of, um, you know, wild, wild west mentality with a lot of this to start. And I, truth, I truthfully think that within about three years of all this, I think it's going to police itself. I, I agree with what you said where the, there's going to be these kids that are going to go play – um, you know, at the Alabamas and the Michigans and those big brand schools because they're going to get endorsements because of that big brand. But then locally, it might keep some kids closer to home because they know that they might have an opportunity to have more endorsements here versus like, let's just go back to Harrison Barnes. He goes to, you know, um, Raleigh, North Carolina, and he's just this kid from Iowa. I think it's going to end up policing itself because there's going to be people that realizes within these big corporations and big businesses that have these endorsements with these kids that I'm not, I won't say that they go South. I'll just say that maybe they don't equate to what they thought they were going to. And they're like, well, maybe let's not dump a pile of money into a 19 year old who makes really poor decisions. Like let's, let's pretend in, in college station, Texas, you have a company that wants to put some money into Johnny Manziel to endorse something looking back on that now they would be pretty disappointed with that decision and so it's going to it's going to create it's going to create a market where there's there's less potential for these bigger deals these these bigger outcomes and it's going to be a little bit more like okay let's let's slow the pace a little bit that's how I think I see it playing out maybe I'm I think you're right I think we will see you know like you said for lack of a better term, it could be like the wild west here for the first couple of years. And, but I do agree with that stance is once a company or a boosters company goes out and they've made, Oh, three different payments of a hundred thousand to certain kids. Um, they're going to start to realize like, uh, unless they, you know, won the lottery and just have money to burn, you know, that, Oh, maybe this isn't all it's cracked up to be. And maybe they're going to do it from there. Well, like let's take your Wilson Toyota example. Um, you know, and, and, it might not be like they get Brock Purdy to get into a commercial and maybe his O lineman. And it's, he's not going to say this is the, you know, Wilson Toyota is the choice for Brock Purdy. It's going to be Wilson Toyota is the, the official sponsor of college of uh, Iowa state football. Right. We already have that. Right. But like, I'm just using that as an example, unless like they see this ridiculous return on their investment, they're like, okay, well, before we advertised here, it was X dollars here. And from that moment on for the next, 18 months, we saw a 20% increase. I don't think stuff like that's going to happen. They will see increases in business that, that gets done by people who are absolute fanatics about things. But like you said, unless, unless there are these kids that help these businesses hit the lottery, I, I honestly think that in the short term, it'll be this crazy hullabaloo, everyone losing their minds. Let's give all this money to 19 year olds. And then I really think it kind of starts to pitfall a little bit. It kind of reminds me of the way that, like you touched on earlier with this legal weed thing. 
it's going to start really, really high. And Everybody pe- gets crazy. People about are going to oh be my really God, losing their minds. Exactly. People are going to get really excited about it, and then it's going to taper, and people are going to start to see some concerns that go with it. And people aren't just that fired up about it once it's legal. Exactly. Which would explain why there's hashtag Coles Did You Know segment. There's an 11 million pound surplus of legal marijuana in the state of California at this moment in time right now. That's enough to make Willie Nelson OD, baby. Maybe. Maybe. Let's not get carried away. He would smoke all that. (laughs) Where does one even find that statistic? Uh, 60 Minutes. Fair enough. You ever watch 60 Minutes? I, you know, I used that to. That shit's wild. Oh, dude, yeah, I agree. There's I agree. some crazy shit that goes on in this country. Right. Well, in the spirit of this discussion, um, you know, I went to thinking, you know, there's a lot of current athletes in Iowa and Iowa State, since those are kind of the schools <laughs> we're, uh, you know, we're concerned about. But, you know, there's also a lot of athletes that have been there in the past that I think, you know, could have really, you know, done well for themselves off this and made money off their likeness and, you know, helped some local businesses out in the process, too. Um, you know, just, I, I thought, you know, just with their set of skills and things that they had go on would really yeah. help certain these yeah. companies, So let's, right? let's go down Nostalgia Road. Let's hear it, Dan. Let, let, tell me what you um, think. So you ever been to Dutch Oven Bakery? I love Dutch Oven Bakery. All right. So, um, you know, they've got some new turnovers coming out, right? <laughs> and um, I thought Taylor Horton Tucker would be a, a pretty good one to come in, you know, and sponsor that. So, um, you know, that, that was a good one, I that thought. That was a good one. I like that. Um. You know, um, Kirkwood, you know, has a lot of continuing ed programs. You know, one of them is a moped safety course. Um, so naturally, I thought Peter Jock would be a, a good one to represent, you know, sponsor, you know, put his face on the on the billboard for that class. Or wasn't it like Chase Allen got hit on his moped? In no, a? he got hit walking. Oh, uh, that's, Peter Jock got an OWI in a moped. That's amazing. What Iowa State football player got hit on their moped? Do you remember that? Remember. It was no. a couple, five, six years ago. Th- this one might be low-hanging fruit, but, um, you know, a big business now is – uh, these companies are bringing in, you know, furniture for college kids. You know, they get a mattress, they get all this stuff and whatnot. <laughs> so um, this one's pretty low-hanging fruit. But, um, you know, um, so – but it's also deals once you get this furniture out, someone needs to come remove it. So, you know, Homemakers Furniture's mattress removal would be sponsored by, you know, Pure Pierce. Oh. That was maybe a little much. Oh, Dan, keep the gloves up. Oh gosh. Um, oh no. There's probably found, there. I, there might be some listeners too young to know what that means. Yeah. Though. I, f- I found another one. Yeah. This probably is a current not. player. Um. You know, and he's. I think he's going to make a big impact for the Iowa basketball team this year. But um, a unique look. You know. So there's a. I found a um a salon in Coralville. You know that was um <laughs> specialized in eyebrow threading. So I thought, you know, um, it's eyebrow threading, style by Sandy, beauty salon, Coralville, Iowa. I thought Luca Garza would be a, you know, a really good one to go promote for those guys. I love it. That's um, amazing. You told me you had some good yep, ones. That you, you know, lying. one one that really came in, you know, and I I thought just made too much sense, and and maybe he can still cash in on this because it was pretty, you know, it ha- some happened quite a bit. Um, Adam Woodbury for Lens Crafters, you know, we need some eye protection. Yeah, he definitely likes to poke folks in the eye. Um, and then my number one, um, um, I don't know if you've ever been to Fast Signs in Ames. They do a lot of marketing things like that. I have not, I like have not been there. Um, but, but the guy who really would do a good job, um, I think, uh, representing them would obviously David Irving with Fast Signs. Those are all very solid. I like those. This, this, I actually, as soon as you said, like, former athletes that – like could make money in it now. Like I just wrote down a couple quick ones and like yours were much, yours were really good. Those were very locally sourced. Like I liked that. 
Um, mine was uh, Perry Ellis for AARP because he was sixty. <laughs> Because he was 67 when he <laughs> stopped his collegiate career at Kansas. Um, Have I you ever seen that great moments in Kansas basketball history with Perry Ellis? Why the hell would I waste my no, time? No, it's like, it's like a little blog post, and it goes through. It's from, like, a K-State fan. Oh, okay. And it goes through, like, it has Perry Ellis photoshopped into all these, like, national championship teams and, like, coaches for Kansas over, like, it's him with, like, a, you know, Fog Allen and then Roy Williams and, like, you know, and going through the hundred years he's been in college. Continue anyway. Dude, so. that's – it's so perfect. Like, yeah. I, like I said, I just came up with a couple broad ones. Um, uh, Johnny Manziel for Coke. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously Coca-Cola, but, you know, the yeah, short – I got, short I got end that. Or, I got that. Uh, and then one of my – maybe it's not my favorite, but Jameis Winston for Red Lobster I thought would be a good one too. I mean, he does like seafood. Likes to shoplift. <laughs> so you said that you texted me that earlier, and you're like, I have some like former athletes that I thought would be really good endorsements, and I took it very sarcastically, and I'm really glad I did because that's exactly what yours were, yeah. and so we hit that right on the head. That was perfect. Yeah, my my Pierre Pierce one might have been a little under the belt. Ooh, yeah, that but... one was tough. We might have to edit that out or just bleep the whole thing. <laughs> we'll make sure we keep keep the bleeps to a very bare minimum volume as well. Yeah, that's for you, Blake. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, <laughs> oh man, that was great. That was really fun. I'm glad you. I did I think that. I'm gonna start having some power rankings like that every week. I think that'll be good for me to do. Yeah. So. I what do you like power rankings referring to like? Well, I like your one about like the all time. Was it like dads? You know, sports oh, dads. Oh, like first, like first that. ballot Hall of Famers. There you that's go. my. There you uh, go. That's one yeah. going to be one of these segments we start doing when things get a little slower. Is we're going to pick a topic and they're going to be first ballot Hall of Famers like. And I'm not gonna lie, it's uh, it's probably a little bit of a spinoff on some other uh, podcasts that you've heard here and there, but you know, it's it's uh, it's gonna be fun. We're gonna try to come up with some unique topics for it. But um, I think, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about with the NCAA thing? I, I, think I just think got... there's so much that can happen. Um, and until we get a little more clarity, and until the organiz- there's more organizational changes, because right now you can run rampant with any speculation of what could sure. happen, um, and what may happen. Um, and I just think until we know a little bit more and they, they don't have very much time. Cause I promise you there's going to have to be one it's or two have to compliance quick. people in every department. And you gotta remember, this is not just NCAA division one. This is division two and division three as well. There's going to have to be a lot more classes and resources for these. Um, I, I hesitate to call them kids because I'm not much older than them, but it's going to have to be a lot more. Well, you're 10 years older than them. That, I, that still doesn't seem like very much time. Um, I, there's going to have to be a lot more classes, resources, outlets for these student athletes to make sure that they are compliant with, you know, the all the other rules that you know that the NCAA is going to implement with this stuff. Um, you know, like I've even I even heard on on 1460. Um, you know, Ross and Chris were talking with Randy Pete. Uh, Randy Pete even mentioned the fact that like there there are people that go to these you know basketball players for instance be careful about what you talk about in Chipotle don't talk about who's injured if someone comes up to you and asks you who's hurt who's playing well who's not playing well who's gonna see the floor like that stuff gets into some kind of scary shit like some sketchy shit with the thing that we saw back in the 80s with the Boston College and playing for the mob and stuff like that obviously times are much different but there are still crooked people out there, a lot right. of crooked people. And like teaching these kids to keep their head on a swivel is I think going to take um a, a new group of 
con- consultants, no teachers, educators, like these people have to help these collegiate athletes. I think because we'll it's going to be hard. more compliance officers. In every Hell yeah. Office. And, and it's going to be hard to keep track of, but they should, they need that. Right? right. Like no one, I don't think anyone would look at anybody and say, let's not help these kids understand the rules better. Right. No one's going to argue against that. And if you do, you're stupid. Right. But I, I'm I, I'm really excited to think about where we're going to be at six months from now. Like, think about talking about this on April 30th. Well, I just think, also remember this year when sports gambling is going to become legal. and Holy how shit, I'll have a kid on April 30th. Oh, that's terrifying. Oh. How much? Hey, that's my birthday. Oh, cool. Um, remember, we also, everyone thought sports gambling was going to ruin college athletics and was going to change all this stuff. Well, in the grand scheme of things, how much has that affected any of us whatsoever um, besides well, your pocketbook <laughs> yeah it's taken some of my money <laughs> but that's hey you know it's fun i haven't lost too much money that's okay um yeah so i guess long story short lots of fun stuff going forward with the ncaa and their uh, new uh, agreement to change the rules it'll be fun it'll be fun to watch i'm i'm excited i think this is going to open uh, a new era of of NCAA athletics, and it's it's either it's either going to go really really well or really poorly. Going to be a dumpster. I fire. really don't think that there's an in between. I don't think anyone's going to look back at this at this situation and go, eh, like, you know, we were okay with the way it was, but it's just kind of okay now. No one's going to think that it's, it's well. You can't put the you know put Pandora you know back in the box. That, no, that you, doesn't make any sense. But you know what I mean. No, you can't yeah. close Pandora's box once it's been open. You We're not going to be able to get two, three down the years. Be like, all right, this experiment's been good, but you know, toothpaste well, doesn't go back in the tube. There you go. That's better. Yeah. yeah. So I, th- I think it's going to be, um, it's going to be a wild ride, man. It's going to be cool. It's going to be really, especially for us. Like truthfully, like I'm, and, and this isn't a secret to anybody. I am not a professional sports Ooh. fan outside of maybe the NBA a little bit. Um, that's changed recently, but that's topic for another time i love the mlb and the nfl can take a hike in my opinion so i'm a big ncaa fan so maybe we could get a you know a member of the iowa state football team basketball team to you know come on and be the spokesperson for our podcast i'll pay somebody to do that absolutely that'd be sick i mean there's might be a case of bush light but hey. well yeah it might not be very much see that's the thing they're gonna have so many other suitors that it's just gonna be yeah, Colin Dinn can give you, you know, a six-pack of Smirnoffs. <laughs> Here, Jack, Jack, you want a pack of cigs? The, <laughs> how about a pack of cigs and a bologna sandwich? Um, anyways, so that's uh, that's kind of where we're at on that. Um, please uh, tweet at us, voice your opinions with us. Let us know what you think we're dumb on, what you think that we hit right on the head. Um, right now we're watching the World Series as we speak. Uh, Washington is up one to nothing. Um Playing for their playing for their life right now, Houston right. and Houston in the juice box as they call it, from what I've heard, which is actually a super sick name for a baseball field, Minute Maid Park. Um, Jose Altuve, the NL, excuse me, ALCS hero, up with a runner on third with zero outs. If you think for one second that George Springer's not scoring right here, you are also dumb. Or maybe that's Carlos Correa. Either way, um, okay, let's get into it. Um, back to sports weekend, Dan. Um, you would mention that you didn't get to watch much of the game that. You just got to listen to J-Dub for a majority of it. Um, I went to the game, and truthfully, I watched some of those big plays happen in the first quarter with the Cyclones, and I really kind of wasn't sweating it a whole lot. I I knew that it was kind of a big deal, but when it was 21-13 to 13 at halftime, I was just like, okay, we're in it. This, this is still okay. Like, we gave up some big plays. We didn't need to do that, but we can we can mount this comeback. And then it was 20-21, to 21, 
and it just our defense clamped down, but our offense just kind of never really gained right. real good footing. Anymore. Well, I feel like we put ourselves in this position. First of all, our defense is designed to stop big plays, and once they ripped off three of them in the first half, I was immediately concerned um, because that's the one thing against a team like that you got to limit when you got Tylen Wallace and Chuba Hubbard and everybody else. I was immediately concerned, you know, with that. And it really changed our play calling a bunch because we started, you know, we were down right away and we started, it changed our, our, I think our game plan all of a sudden, throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. Brock Purdy had, I think like 38 pass attempts at halftime. Yeah. And 62, 62 pass attempts for the game. You know, so all of a sudden it was like, well, we got to throw the ball a bunch to get back into us, into this thing, um, you know, keep up. And I think that really reflected to, you know, our the way it went the rest of the game when in all reality, how you win games like this against teams that are that explosive is run the goddamn football. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with as hot Take, as, as yeah. Brees well, and that's been. what I don't get is like, we're trying to get chunk plays and throw the, you know, big plays. Brees Hall, we've seen it, you know, already in his short career that if you give him enough carries, he can break something, you know, I mean, he's going to break a 30 to 40 yard chunk run. Well, well, Hell, it was only it was, you know, thirteen to thirteen to twenty one at half, and then we cut it to um, down by one, right? Yeah, we were. It was twenty to twenty one, and at that moment, everyone's thinking, "Okay, here it is. This is it's it's essentially tied. It, you can call that one point a wash. It's essentially tied. Let's get back to the bread and butter with be, very balanced attack." It didn't happen. It never happened, and I don't even know why. In and, and when you not, have a, Oklahoma State going into that game was giving up like they were 108th ranked rush defense in the defense, country. Bad rush defense. And, and and I don't think that I'm I'm not going to sit here and armchair quarterback because the coaches are doing what they do for a reason and I'm doing what I do for a reason. I sell aluminum trailers and I bought a cheap microphone off the internet. <laughs> so they know way better than I do, but what like what did they see that made them think that they shouldn't run the ball? That's that's all I want to know. What made them see well, that? Well, maybe they saw a big opening with Purdy and they thought they could expose some of these guys, but man, when Brees has been playing the way he has the last few weeks, it makes our passing game more successful. Your 100%. your run sets up your pass. 100%. And his vision has been incredible. Yeah, and we just kind of went away from that you know, completely. And I don't know, like I said, I was, I was watching the game through John's eyes and John seemed, they even went to Ben Bruns at one point in the second half and be like, Ben's like, well, you know, me as an offensive lineman, I'd really like to get out and say, we need to run the football more. And I'm like, well, thank God. Cause that's what I've been saying. Just listening to you guys. So that's all I'm going to take away. I'm pretty disappointed with the week that was in the big 12 with Oklahoma getting beat, Texas getting beat. All you need to do was win a game you were favored in at home to keep pace, and things were looking pretty good. Yeah, and um, I, I actually kind of had a different mentality about it um, come this Sunday. This what we've done, though. Every time we've we've had a chance to play in Dallas the last couple of years and been on the doorstop of that, what have we done? Yeah, and drop the ball. Drop the ball, and and I once again, I've actually kind of I kind of came to a different realization um, Sunday afternoon. I watched the game again. I wasn't overly upset by how we played, but it's really a matter of six plays. It's the three big plays and the three turnovers that were the changing point for this for this game. Um, and to me, you have these growing pains with a sophomore quarterback where he has to bloom and blossom into something, and there's going to be these hiccup games. 
Um, we've seen it a couple times previous to this. Um, you know, the Baylor game being one where he just didn't really play all that well. I'm I'm not discouraged by it. I I think that even with the three turnovers, the fact that we still only lose by a touchdown, and that one deciding touchdown being a pick six. Let's pretend that pick six is dropped. I mean, it, the game is still tied, you know. And so I there's a lot of people I saw on Facebook and and those those of you listening, I, I, some of you you know, I think there's quite a few fair weather fans and we get to see it on social media because when we're winning, there's a lot of loud people. And then when we're losing those loud people get awful critical and kind of poopy. And then maybe some of them get quiet. I think that there's an awful lot of fair weather Iowa state fans. And maybe some of you don't listen and maybe some of you do. I don't, I don't know. And either way, you, you cannot expect this team to be 10 and two every year. You just can't. We're a developmental program. You have a sophomore quarterback that started, what, six games as a true freshman and won seven of them. I think people just expected this season improvement. And at this point, you're looking at five and three with games at Oklahoma and at Kansas State and Texas at home. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that you lose three more games. And Kansas is playing good football. Yeah, I agree. I I think that you'd expect this. you, You were expecting some improvement, but I also don't want to sit here and underestimate Oklahoma State. I don't want to underestimate Baylor, and I don't want to un- underestimate Iowa, and those are our three losses right now. I think Iowa, out of those three, truthfully, I think that one's probably our worst loss. I would agree. I, I don't, and Not to take anything away from them, but Okie State, I think, has these flashes in the pan. They've got the best running back in the country and probably a top-five wide receiver in Tylen Wallace. Right. You don't find that on, on many teams in the country, let alone one that's five and three. So that being said, we we may lose three more games, but I still see improvement there. The improvement isn't coming in the wins and losses column for me. I see it on the field. I saw a little bit of a growing pain with with our quarterback, but I'm okay with it. I'm I'm really okay with it. I think anytime you're down in a game and you have to throw the ball sixty two times to try to get back in front, turnovers are gonna be forced. Agreed. And I actually, I think I saw or read a stat on that, um, you know, because you you know me, I am the stat head. Um, when any Iowa State quarterback throws it 60 or more times, which you can imagine has not been very often, uh, the Cyclones are 3-9 and nine when that happens. I which, can't believe there's been 12 games where someone's Exactly. You'd think times. it's only probably like 5 or 6, but there's been 12 of them, and we have won 3 of those games. Um, but I don't think that includes Saturday. Um Either way, I'm I'm okay with it. I think that, truthfully, I see this loss. I see this fueling us going into a bye week. They're going to be chomping at the bit. I think it's going to be a hell of a game against Oklahoma because they just got upset on the road at Kansas State. And, Dan, would you like to talk about the text message that I sent you on Wednesday last week? Cole called it. That's all I got to say. I All I said to Dan, I texted him and I said, I've got a really funny feeling about this game in Manhattan. Well, now all of a sudden – you know, K-State's ranked again. And, you know, we all thought this Oklahoma win over Texas was going to be a big deal. You know, but... Texas looks like shit. Texas doesn't look very good right now. Texas may be 7-5. and five. Oh, I, you I, know? I'll, I'll double down on that one. Uh, I wrote that they might lose their next four games. They might not win a game here on out. They have to go to Kansas State next week. Excuse me, they're on a bye. Pardon me, pardon me. They have, they're on a bye. They go to Kansas State on the 9th. The week after, 
They come to Ames. Then they go to Baylor. And then they have Texas Tech at home to round it out. If Texas Tech's got a chip on their shoulder and they're playing for a bowl game. Oh, boy. You know what? You know what's even crazier? They lost to Oklahoma 34-27 to and then two weeks later turned around against KU and only won that game by two. And now they've lost again. They lost to TCU. They got to they got to go to Kansas State or excuse me. They I apologize. They have Kansas State at home. They do not have to go to Manhattan. Apologies. They get Kansas State at home. They have to come to Ames. They have to go. They have to go to Waco, and then they go to Lubbock or excuse me. Texas Tech goes to Austin. Boy, I I think you get one win out of that at best, and I think it might be Texas Tech. I'm not going to go that far, but I will not be surprised if they're a. Well, shoot, they've already got three losses. I won't be surprised if seven. it's 7-5 seven and five at the end of the year. Yeah, I, I, I can't say that I disagree with that at all. I mean, they're 7-5. Seven 7-5 and five. Seven and five is actually probably a really accurate a really accurate prediction. That's, that's two so, wins. That's basically going 500 here on out. So you're, Texas is not back. Texas is not back, and uh, I will, uh, I'll eat crow on that one because I was pretty high to start the year. Playoff team, right? Yep. Uh, we, well, I, th- I don't think I was the only one thinking that either, truthfully, but... Um, you know, hey, you, you live and you learn. I think that we thought way more of Sam Ellinger after what he did last year, especially against Georgia. But then again, if you ask any Georgia fan, they didn't want to win. Well, that they game didn't want to be there they didn't anyway. Be there. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to play in a Sugar Bowl? That's stupid. <laughs> Idiots. Idiots. Oh, goodness. Um. So there's really nothing to touch on with Iowa. Iowa Iowa Workmanlike, does, pretty workmanlike win. Iowa does what they do. Um, I honestly kind of thought that Northwestern would put up more of a fight. Then again, um, they are Northwestern. And talk about how um, Big Tree falls hard with them playing in the Big Ten Championship last year. That's just absolutely asinine to me. Uh, Iowa only had to rack up, I think, upwards of like 270-some-odd yards, like just something dumb, um, and still won the game in a shutout um, against a team that truthfully has kind of been their bugaboo. Right. Like, I mean, that's Pat Fitzgerald loves to beat Iowa. Like, that's his yep. favorite what, thing. What is the theory? They said, like, his senior year in that Rose Bowl he team, was, he, was injured. he got – he got tore his ACL against yep. Iowa, or it was a dirty play, or something like that. So, like, he has this giant grudge against the Hawkeyes. Something yes, like that. I've heard that. Something, something to that effect. Yeah. But um, really, business as usual for the Hawks. They kind of get back to um, the credit them. I mean, what they're sitting at six and two, and yep. you know, yeah, they're 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 shaping up. They're going to have a good. And year honestly, here, Wisconsin think. looks more beatable. Um, that looks like a good matchup. The Minnesota game is going to be fun. I mm-hmm. I don't know what happens there, but yeah, the Big Ten West is not out of the running yet, you know, with Wisconsin losing twice. Yeah, I I, I'm I mean, they're two you. games behind Minnesota at this point. But. That's so wild. Like, Minnesota. Man. Um, but, you know, that was a good win for Iowa. They're they're off this week, too. They get a bye week. They get a chance to rest up a little bit, um, especially coming off a win like that, a win that they really needed where, they, where their defense obviously played really well and their offense didn't necessarily click on all cylinders, but they did enough to get the job done, and not only the job done, but they did it by double digits. So that's that's where we're going to kind of land on on them and and from from there on out. Um, obviously, we touched on it. The Big Twelve, uh, legitimately, every single point spread underdog won in the Big Twelve this past weekend. Every single one. They not 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 was just, Baylor off. Yes, right. That's what I thought. Uh, not only did they cover, they all out outright won the football game. Some interesting money line bets could have been there. Oh man, I think um, I think Kansas State was twelve to one on that one. I wish I. 
you know, you well, get, you had the vibe. What were you thinking? I don't know. Like it's just, it's one of those things where your your gut tells you something, and you you just don't. Well, my gut told me Iowa State was going to lay an egg. So. Oh well, there you go. My gut did not tell me Iowa State was going to lay an egg. So uh, my gut told me that Iowa State was going to win by at least seven to eight. So that's that's the difference. Is that my gut told me that Iowa State was going to win that football game. It also told me that Texas was going to win the football game. It also told me that Texas Tech was going to win the football game. So I was that didn't work out. I was literally you're one, you're, hey, but you know in baseball you got a pretty good average. Yeah, I was batting two fifty for the weekend. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I I tend to not trust my gut on pretty much anything because it doesn't really work out ever. But, huh. um, Big Ten, Michigan absolutely pummeled Notre Dame, and we're not going to dive too deep into that. But the khakis might survive the season. That that might be the game changer. Did you see that little video I sent you of Paul Feinstein today? Uh, Paul Feinstein that. Uh, Fine bomb. Fine bomb. Gosh. <laughs> the NCAA rulebook himself. <laughs> yeah. Did you see my – did you watch that video, though, where he's calling for Notre Dame to buy up Brian Kelly and fire him so they can hire Urban Meyer, which I, Urban has been – you know, that was the thing. Everyone always says Urban Meyer is a big Notre Dame guy. I think Urban Meyer is a big fan of whoever has a high-profile job. I really think Urban Meyer is just a big fan of Urban Meyer at this point. You think? No way. Because he's attached himself to every high-profile job that's out there. Honestly, have you watched him do any of the, um, of the like pregame and like half? You know what? Hot take. Hey, stop scratching your pencil. Sorry. You're shaking everything. Sorry. Hot take. I actually <laughs> at times enjoy the Fox pregame better than game day. Dude, he's good. And like Reggie Bush is actually Reggie Bush's pretty good. liner's pretty pretty good. Eh, well, I mean, uh, it's okay. You know who's he's really bad? Give him a break. Brady Quinn. Oh, he's like, terrible. Brady Quinn, like, don't get me wrong. I like loud clothing, like, nice flamboyant <laughs> ties and stuff. Brady, I but think Brady like, Quinn he, is trying to outdo Herb Street every week. Like, Herb Street has been throwing some wild stuff I think I See, I don't think Herb Street dresses very wild. I think Herb Street is this great combination of flash and flair mixed with, like, these subtle tones. And I'm, I love uh, – this is – if anyone knows anything about me, which probably not many people do know this, I love dress clothes. I don't know why. I've always had this infatuation with like suits and ties and tuxes, all that stuff. I love it. I love those nice looks. And I just, I think Herb Street is winning and he's never going to lose. He is it's just a good looking guy. He is. He's a, he's a handsome fella. And I mean, Brady, <laughs> Brady Quinn's a good looking fella too, but he just kind of looks like a douche. But you know, then again, he's a Notre Dame guy, so that pretty much explains everything that you need to know. Um, but you know, outside of that, the Big Ten, um, you know, there's Ohio State beat the pit. Beat. I mean, honestly, we. I don't up, know what we were. Down, I think everyone was down. expecting more out of Wisconsin after the letdown against Illinois, but they got the pants beat off them. But I think the bigger thing to think about there, though, too, is just how elite Ohio State is, right? And like, actually, is. Well, did you see that Clatt and some of these other guys are campaigning for Chase Young to be a Heisman candidate? I didn't see that, but I mean, I would. I, would you disagree? Would you agree? Where do you? Land I didn't on watch that? enough of the game to find out. I mean, he's been pretty dominant. He had four sacks. He had four sacks, like four. Is he any more dominant than you know the Bosa kid or any of these other ones? Yeah. I mean, the Bosa kid looks like he's might be the NFL Defensive Player of the Year this yeah, year. Yeah. He. I mean, he and he could very well could be, but. Um, he also took that whole entire year off when, right. when this defense NFL defensive player of the year, um, you know, he's cause this is his rookie year, right? Yeah. Cause he got drafted right behind Kyler. Right. Think about how well he could have played his senior year or junior year, whatever it ended up being. 
Nick Young is a freak athlete. But like, and I don't mean like oh the Jadavian Honestly, Clowney that's effect. Who he, where that's that's what it reminds me of. I think that's a slight Clowney. to Chase Young, truthfully, because I think Clowney knocked the head off a Michigan running back, and that's what got him drafted number one overall. I really have like Jadavian Clowney's just still one of the best highlights of all time, though. Oh no, absolutely, no one's gonna argue with you. On but that, that was kind of the one that made him like oh First this guy's pretty good, but like. He uh that took that was the one that made him a kind of a household name. That's like where the the first like the first viral sensation in sports ever came from right. was that clip. Um but I just think it's a testament to how good Ohio State is. Penn State won at East Lansing. When um, when do Penn State and Ohio State wins that showdown? Penn State and Ohio State play in four weeks. They play on the th- the Saturday before Thanksgiving, or maybe the twenty third. What's the twenty third? So basically, Ohio State's got Penn State. And Ohio then got State's Michigan. off this week too. All the national powers, dude. It's Iowa State, Ohio State. <laughs> All the national powers. I love right. it. Uh, yeah. So there's there's going to be some real good games coming up. Um, but there are some other Big Ten um, matchups and. If if you who's Nebraska going to lose to this week? Rutgers getting a dub against Liberty, the powerhouse. Is Liberty? I didn't even know Liberty was like a Division one college. Uh, they're fine. Wait, isn't that the one? Isn't Rich Rodriguez the head coach at Liberty right now? No, he's not. Yeah, he because he was coaching his game from a. You know, remember that highlight when they were playing uh, Syracuse? He was coaching his game from the hospital bed. Are you sure? No, Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze, not Rich Rodriguez. Yeah, that's right, Hugh Freeze. Oh, by the way, speaking of head coaches, you remember when, earlier in the year when I said that Sonny Dykes was the coach at yep, SMU? You were right. I was oh, wrong. Well, no, because you had me thinking, like, it, that's his only Sonny Dykes' second year. Anyways, um, Rutgers getting a W, getting win number two on the board. That will be their last one of the year. It's nice to have uh, Liberty scheduled in week nine. Good for them. That's a good That's a good little pick-me-up. But we've got a couple other Big Ten games that I'm sure you and I are both going to touch on. Um, here later in said podcast when we get into our heat index. Dan, now now that we're on the topics, uh, let's get into our hot teams. Dan, who is your hot team? From the Big Ten. From the Big Ten? Yeah. Start, start with the Big Ten. We're there. The Fighting Jim Harbaugh's. The head of bounce back week. Oh, okay. Back I like week. it. You picked I just the fighting khakis. We've we've bagged on Michigan all year. We've bagged on Shea Peter Patterson. We've bagged on all these guys. Are you gonna drink that? Actually, you know what? I'm I'm kind of turning around about oh, that. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. So we've bagged on holler. them, <laughs> and they came out and I mean showed up in a big way against the Notre Dame Dame team. I think we all thought was good. I didn't know if we knew it was great, um, but a 45-14 win. I mean that may keep you know, Jimbo around for another year um, instead of chasing, unless he finds the NFL job he wants. Yeah, that's true. That's a, that's a good pick. Maybe it's the Browns once Freddie Kitchens gets fired. Here. Oh yeah. Know. Freddie Kitchens is totally gone. Um, um, so my pick up and up good for, good for Michigan for actually showing up and, and proving us wrong a little bit. I'm actually kind of surprised. I had, I actually wrote down two because I was pretty sure you were going to pick a different team or one of the teams that I picked. Um, I'm going to go with my first one here. Lovey Smith in the fight in Illini. Two in a row. Two in a row, baby. And not just two in a row. We'll, we'll, we'll give them credit. We'll, excuse me. We won't give them credit for the Wisconsin win very much. We'll just say that Wisconsin was sleepwalking. But they went in to West Lafayette in Purdue and, and smoked Purdue. Now, granted, granted Purdue's Purdue, a dumpster fire. Purdue is a dumpster fire. But 
nine times out of ten, when you go into Purdue and you're the and you're Illinois, you're probably not going to win that game. But they made it two in a row here, and I, I'll I'll give them credit here for two weeks. They they strung two together. Right. Good for them. That's awesome. Good for them. Right now, does Nebraska got Purdue this week? I think that might be Nebraska's chance to get it back is, in the win column. And it well, it's in West Lafayette. I oh man, I'd love to see Purdue win this. That's a home dog. Purdue's going to win that one. That's a home dog right there. I bet you that line um, is going to be. Let's see. I haven't even seen it yet. ESPN doesn't have it up either. I, the money line on that one's probably got to be like at least plus one eighty five. Man, that'd be fun if Nebraska could no blow shit. that one. Oh yeah, yeah, it'd be great. It would be fantastic. Um, All right. So let's uh, let's get into our other favorite foreigner segment, as we always do. Uh, oh, I didn't get my hot Big 12 team yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, duh, duh, duh. I'm so sorry. For let's... two weeks in a row, Rock Chalk Jayhawk. It took some last-minute heroics and mess-ups, but they're in the win column. They are, I think we can solemnly say, solidly say now, they are not the worst team in the Big 12. Yeah, I I think it's West Virginia. I think it is West Virginia, but I think it's a pretty tight race there at the bottom. That was actually one of I actually wrote down two for my hot team in the Big Twelve as well because I was. Are you just writing two down so you don't so we don't say the same one? Yeah, I'm getting sick of it. You and I have been on too much of the same wavelength recently. Are you surprised by that? Well, no. I mean, great minds think alike, so you know we're both geniuses. Well, I'm a genius. You just kind of ride my coattails. Uh, <laughs> I did write down KU. Uh, I also wrote down K State. Yeah, I um, think you just hand it to that. just just for the fact that they upset Oklahoma but then not only that went it on wasn't the, went just upset. on the, they beat kind of the beat the pants off them I'm, I'm not gonna go that far but for a while there they, they just a, they just soundly they soundly beat them um they went into Fort Worth the week before and beat a Texas uh, you know a T maybe it wasn't the week before. yes it was the week before and beat TCU who's reeling at that point right and when you're facing a team that's reeling especially a Gary Patterson team like we've seen those are tough teams to beat because they're like a corner dog. They're going to do anything they can to get out of that corner, and and uh, to their credit, they they did it. They pulled it out. Well, speaking of TCU, that could be another one. I mean, credit them for pulling themselves up off the mat. And Max Duggan looked like I had a big game and, and beating the Horns. Um, what do you think of the, the TCU unis? Oh, my gosh. I, well, we tweeted it. Early, early clubhouse favorite for fail of the week. That still might be it. You don't like those? Oh my gosh, dude! The red for me, the red and that purple together just that's looks... the blood that the foreign frogs. No, out of their I, eyes. no, I realize that, but that color combination when you stack them next to each other like that, it looks so bad. I think it's just as a one-time, one-off so thing. Bad. It was kind of cool. Yeah, and I mean, okay, it's so it's like this: if those uniforms flop at home and they get beat by fifty by Texas, well, we never it's, see them again. Exactly, it's the bugle thing. It's the bugle right. helmets. But right. I, yeah, I I hated him. I hated him. But all right, foreigner segment number two. Foreigner segment number two. Uh, cold as ice, Dan. Who is your? We'll just stick in the Big Twelve. Who's your cold team in the Big Twelve? You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. Want to guess? Um, no, because you and I probably have the same one. It's the Iowa State Cyclones. Yeah, that's mine too. I just. For me, well, actually, this I'm, team Texas, has a, Texas. This, is well, Texas can be there too. This team has. I will say this: ULM game, TCU game are the two most complete games they've played. Um, but there's been other times where they just, you know, there's been mistakes, and here they kind of add up. And 
Not saying. <laughs> Whoa. You should have sneezed right into the microphone. Clear the sinuses there. Um, I'm not even going to edit that one. <laughs> I feel like all of that stuff kind of added up in this game, and, and that's why I was halfway expecting a letdown. Um, but for me, it's hard to go. And, and honestly, I'm. it's tough for me because you had a sold-out crowd last week of October, things like that. You had it all in front of you. And you just let us down. Yeah. I'm ready for the process to love me back, Cole. It's okay. Listen, I uh, once again, I've got this I've got this mentality with with that with that game. I'm I'm not ultra bummed out about it. Yes, I wanted to win, but I'm I'm not going to let it be something that I sit here and think like that's the one that got away. It looking back at it now, it might be, but that Baylor game feels more that's to me the one like that's the still, one that like, You know, we could have afforded to lose this one had we not blown our load against Baylor yeah yeah I agree and it's just you know it is what it is and like I said I'm I'm cold on on Iowa State I'm also cold on Texas like I said I don't think Texas is at best goes two and two to finish the regular season here um I actually kind of see him going more one and three um on a bad 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 luck stretch they could go oh and four to finish the season but I think seven and five is a very realistic possibility again that's that is not the aspirations this team had. That's not right. even close. Right. Um, so um, cold Big Ten team. Um, I guess I'll just kind of keep the keep the serve here. Um, a cold Big Ten team is Northwestern, and once again because um, not a point well, zero not, points. Not a point. Once again, remember the Big Ten West defending champs. Defending right. champs. And I get it. You have setbacks. You, you're playing backup quarterbacks or whatever, and maybe not to pick on Iowa here, but, again, what what on earth is happening? And it's one of those things that Pat Fitzgerald is going to keep his job because those are level-headed people. They're all lawyers, and so they get it for the most part probably. He'll get to keep his job, and that'll be fine, and they're really probably never let go of Pat Fitzgerald because what else is out there for him? But they couldn't even put up a point. Like, I'm not sure. Do do Northwestern and Rutgers play each other this year at any point? Yeah, that's the only other team that I think Iowa hasn't given up a score to is Rutgers, right? Yes. Right. Uh, Wait, what no, did Middle, Middle Tennessee? Did Middle Tennessee score a couple uh, points? They scored some, some teddies. Yeah, yeah. so, um, yeah, that's kind of – that's where I'm landing. Um, Dan, who's your... Uh, oh, mine for two weeks in a row again is I really expected, once again, a bounce-back week. This is a game everybody had circled early in the year versus what we thought were two top-five teams at the point. Um, but Wisconsin went from the Big Ten West front-runner in a playoff dark horse to just another two-loss team in the Big Ten. And the season looks very different. <laughs> Who would have thought at week, what are we, eight, nine, something like that, that... Iowa and Wisconsin would both be two games behind Minnesota. I don't. I don't think anyone I'm not, in their right mind right. would have thought that. Besides me, I mean, I called it, but yeah, it's just me. <laughs> you, the Gophers. You are a genius. The dude. Gophers. The Gophers. Yeah. Oh yeah, eh. Um, I guess so. That that kind of rounds out our heat index here. Um, we can kind of get into a little bit of uh, cash considerations, Dan. Um. I am owning you in cash considerations. We're gonna call. We're gonna call our face off over the last last two weeks. We'll call that a wash because I argued for David Ross to get the job. He got the job. Not necessarily something I agreed with, but something I could see happening. So we'll just call that a wash. So let's do this. Is that bottle of Fireball right there? We'll both take a big old yank off of that thing. Let's let's have a pull ski, shall we? But other than that, these cash considerations, dude. 
I'm torching you. You're 0 for 2 right now. This is why I don't bet Cole. That's fair enough. This I'm just why I don't. I gamble enough on livestock. You know what? See, I I I gamble against Vegas and lose my ass. It's it's like playing down to my competition. <laughs> Ooh, is that sour? Yuck. <laughs> uh, everyone, we have this leftover bottle of Fireball oh. here that Dan brought l- last week. Here's here's my turn. You're not gonna get me to take as big a pull as you did last week. I'm I'm done so after that. A big a pull as I did. I, was, I drank like half that bottle last Dude, week. Dude, you did do a number on this. Okay, down the hatch, folks. Here we go. Bottoms up. Oh, that's disgusting. I mean, I don't hate it. It just kind of tastes like Big Red. i just not a fan. If you don't chew Big Red, then... Come on, say it. That would have been a good spot for a bleep. If you don't chew Big Red, then fuck you. <laughs> Then try the Jack Hawk 9000. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> what a great film. What a great film. So, uh, once again, Dan loses. Duke covers the three and a half. For those of you who maybe didn't catch last week's episode, uh, Duke catches three and a half on the road at UNC. They cover the three and a half and lose by three, 17 to 20. So, <laughs> what, a, what a bastard. Dude, Vegas knows, man. Vegas, Vegas does knows. know. Vegas knows. Um, it, makes you, it sometimes makes you think we're just living in a simulation, doesn't it? Don't take the red pill. <laughs> or do we have a stupid bet this week? Yeah, that's what I was going to look for here. Um, I was looking at some of these odds. Uh, the locks are a little tougher this week. Like I said, it's kind of it's going to be a little bit of a downer week. Next week's going to really fire up. A lot of the well, nat- don't we have the game of the century next week, dude? That Auburn or excuse me, that LSU Alabama game is going to be so much effing fun, right? Um, dude, do you see? There's a lot of folks. I, I remember I read something this week about how. Joe Burrow has gone from Ohio State backup to Heisman winner and number one draft pick. Like, literally, people think Joe Burrow's going to get picked before Tua. Do you think that, like, I I can't sit here and say that Joe Burrow's a system quarterback because, like, what well, is – I honestly what's think Oregon's, he is at this What's point. Oregon's system – or, excuse me, Oregon. What's LSU's well, system? Well, I mean, it's straight-up air raid. They brought in the Saints offensive, you know, That's passing true. game coordinator. I mean, it's straight-up an air raid offense. You yeah. know, I, but we've seen air raid quarterbacks have a lot more success in the NFL now. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I just don't think he has the intangibles and, you know, the arm strength and accuracy. Accurate. I mean, don't wrong. Kids had a great year, but two is a freak. I watched Oregon. I watched a little bit. I honestly you think it's gonna be Herbert. I watched Herbert, and his arm talent is filthy. Like. I, I think it was the Washington game I was watching. I'm pretty sure it was last weekend when Christina went down to visit her sister. He threw a ball to the side. No, it wasn't last weekend. Excuse me. It was two weekends ago. Yes, it was just last weekend. Sorry. Pardon me. He threw a ball on an out route to the sideline that was like probably air air travel. Like it had to have been at least 25 to 30 yards. And, dude, I mean, this thing was a frozen rope. It's one of those things where I think – you know, being as they play out there, you know, I don't sit around and watch Pac-12 games, you know, that much. It's still I one of those things Pac-12. you kind of, you kind, I know you do, but you kind of forget about it a little bit. Now, at this point, remember, I, I said this, this is my bold predictions, is that Tua not only would not be the Heisman winner and not the number one draft pick that he probably wouldn't declare. And, you know, my big question was his durability, and we've already seen that. He had the same tightrope procedure on this ankle as he did the one last year. Oh, um, that was the other thing we didn't get to touch on last weekend. 
uh, last week when you were here with talking about like Tua and and maybe the potential for like Alabama yeah. to go to the playoff, and it's the same thing. And it's maybe well, a, dolph- I- a Dolphins thing I'm going to hit on in a little bit. I'm I think Tua is one of the least durable quarterbacks that's been so great that we've seen in a long time. That dude's got glass ankles, glass ankles. Worse than mine. Oh, they're bad. And, I've got, I've and, got pretty and bad. that is ser- that's a serious shame though too because once again, Tua is so talented, and I don't know if it's like who the hell knows why his ankles. I, I just have a hard time do. coming up with a comparison to him that we've seen in the NFL. Big lefty, athletic. Jared Lorenzen, <laughs> hefty lefty, big and le- you said big lefty. <laughs> All right, come on, dude. Rest in peace. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. R.I.P. Jared Lorenzen. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who is who would be a big. I don't know. I don't know the left-handed quarterbacks. He's, you know, you don't see very many really successful left-handed quarterbacks in the NFL because typically they have to change the way an offense lays out for them. But yeah, that's I don't know. true. Tough to say. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know. It, I I still think that two has got so much upside, and they they actually mapped out the procedure he was actually getting. I don't know if you saw it. It actually looks like a pretty minimally invasive. Deal. Well, it was the same one he had last year. It's it's almost like they're putting an ankle brace inside of right. your ankle. Right. It's really cool. Like I, it's, I probably it's, it's need amazing. That. What, I probably need that. You done. might. It's amazing what modern medicine has come to. Truthfully, I mean, modern medicine. I mean, just incredible. dude, it is just <laughs> not the angle you expected. <laughs> I tell you what, the stuff they're doing now. <laughs> the stuff, I mean, it's not crazy to think I can't deliver be 245, 280. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, heck, last week they put a pig heart in a human. Well, here's a longer life. Oh, no, no, he didn't live. <laughs> <laughs> it? We're two for two on Will Ferrell movies. Oh this is amazing. God. Um, okay, so let's, uh, let's get into some of my locks from last week and then I'll kind of dive into some of my ones from uh, well, you got to find us a stupid bet yet okay oh no I found it already I, re- right. I really 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 like the one I'm going to throw at you here um, I went one and two last week the only one I hit on was Michigan State, Michigan State. Penn State minus six and a half at Michigan State um, we whiff we whiffed on the two Iowa teams um, I took the Northwestern points and I took Iowa State to cover I uh, went one and two last week moves me to 18 and 14 which truthfully if you think about it like that's I'm actually doing okay. I had a couple three-week stretches there where I was only losing one a week, and I, I really kind of put it together here. Um, I'm going I'm to try to to throw a couple at you here. I think there are a couple no-brainers. Just looking through them real quick. Um, Nebraska at Purdue. Purdue's catching three and a half. Purdue just got beat by Illinois at home. Nebraska just got beat by Indiana at home. This is another one of those games where we talked Battle about. Battle of the downtrodden here. The, it is. And I see Purdue putting a nail in Nebraska's coffin. And maybe that's just me wanting that to happen. Man, you can just kind of hear happens. the air coming out of that balloon over there. That's what you? I'm saying. And Purdue needs a win, and they need a win worse than Nebraska does. Um, I I think that, you know, I think that's a close game. And I think that's why Vegas has that at a plus three and a half for Purdue. I think they know that that's going to be a close game, too. It's it's one that I see them winning in West Lafayette when they're starved for a win at this moment in time. The next one, K-State, go and do Kansas. Uh, that's a rivalry game. It's really not much of a rivalry because Kansas State pretty much owns Kansas, I think. thing is, with as weird as the Big 12 has been the last two weeks, I will not be shocked if Kansas beats K-State this no, weekend. No, probably not, but I see it differently. Uh, K-State's lay in three and – or excuse me, three – Lay in six and a half. Uh, I see them covering that. Uh, excuse me, it's just six. Uh, I see them covering that 
pretty easily. Um, I think Kansas is due for a big clunker here, uh, and it's coming. And they almost had it last week with Texas and some of the special teams woes that Dan's hit on earlier. But I see Kansas laying a little bit of an egg here. Um, and then the last one, Utah at Washington. Um, Washington's another team that needs a big win in a big way. Utah is the number nine team coming into Seattle um, for, I think, a late afternoon game, if I'm not mistaken, probably like a 2.30 kick, if I, if I think I read that right. And they're only getting three and a half on the road. I think that Washington's going to come into that game really fired up after having lost a hot heartbreaker at home to Oregon. I see a real big upset coming from that side. And uh, it, the money line's not huge, obviously, because that three-and-a-half point spread, it wouldn't be like that Kansas State game, Oklahoma game. You know, some of those gut gut feelings like that, I said, you, you know, you can't, you can't bet on those all the time because you'll probably end up losing money in the first place. But um, I think that's a good one. But my game that I wanted to pick for us was, for cash considerations, is a 9.30 kick here. We're going – Mountain West after dark. Oh, my. We're not going Pac-12 after dark, baby. I've got Boise State at San Jose State. Number 21, the Broncos, going in and playing the San Jose State Spartans. Boise State minus 17.5. San Jose State plus the 17.5. The money line is plus 650 San Jose. Oh, my. Who you want? Give me the Spartans to cover. Yes, I wanted Boise State. So oh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Everyone listen in as Dan goes 0-3. <laughs> this is why I don't gamble. Boise State is moving. It's, it's the minute it came out of my mouth, I was like, you idiot. Boise State moves the ball so well, and I'm pretty sure they're still on their second-string quarterback. Uh, you're going to hate me for this. Chase uh, uh, Chase Cord is his name. Their, uh, their starting quarterback, Bachmeyer, is still on the bench with an injury, you know, because I'm a big – Pac-12 after dark guy. Watched him play uh, Hawaii and, and This BYU is bullshit. And, you knew exactly what was going You can't pick a game where you know this much. Uh, it's 17 points, Dan. It's 17 points. points. Do you want a different one? No, I'll pick it. Like, nope, nope, nope. I'm, stick, um, I'm sticking to my Spartans. Got, nope, uh, I want it. I want it. I want blue and yellow. Could, nope, I want blue and gold. I want the Spartans. But hang on. We could do a, we could do a Pac-12 pillow fight between Colorado and UCLA. Uh, Colorado's getting – or excuse me. Whoa. UCLA's getting six and a half, or excuse me, laying six six and a half. What? So and that well, that's in LA though too. Um, Oregon at USC. Oregon number seven. Oregon is only favored by four and a half. That was one that I almost put in my locks. By the way, I'm. You know what? As as much as I called that whole Oregon team to be a one loss playoff team, Trojans plus four and a half right there. Can't disagree. So are you okay with that? Or no, you... no, we're going to stick to what we got. I want, okay. the, I want the Spartans. Okay. Okay, so everyone here. Always been partial to San Jose, Northern California. They do have a really cool color combo. That blue and yellow looks really nice. Yeah, it's sharp. Very sharp. It's like the South Dakota State Yak Rabbits. The Yak Rabbits. <laughs> Man, I bet all 392 of their fans were psyched about game day. Oh, dude. <laughs> um, actually, I think it was more like 292. Um, so... Okay, so you guys heard our cash considerations here. Dan's uh, taking San Jose State at home, plus 17.5, against my fighting Broncos, the Boise State Broncos. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move into a couple little trivia, trivia facts here for you, um, Dan. Do you know 
Is this Cole's Did You Know? This is Cole's Did You All Know. Right, I'm, since we don't have a cool deal. Okay, here we go. Dan, Cole's Dan, do the Did drop. You Know? Brought to you by. You I, I don't got a sponsor this week. No. Right got nothing. I can't think of anything good. Just horrible. Um, I'm going to give you a guess. How many times do you think that the Sunday night crew cut to Patrick Mahomes on the sideline as he stood there injured? And I'm going to, how about this? I'll set the over under. I'm going to set the over under at 41 and a half. How many times do you think they cut to him? Okay, first of all, it's over because there's no way you didn't. No, it's actually under. It's 40. So I tricked you. <laughs> You're really bad at gambling. <laughs> Forty-one and a half. Yeah, well, I had to add a half in there because we can't push. Right. Uh, they cut to him forty, forty times on Sunday on Sunday Night Football. So let's 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 put that into perspective. Between offense, defense, that's ten times a quarter. It, yes, and he's not even playing. Each each quarter, a team will run how many plays? Probably twenty plays. Like on offense, excuse me. Yeah, like, I, yeah, something. Like let's that. say it's twenty plays. That means literally. After half of every, after half of a play, half of each play they run on offense, they're cutting to an injured quarterback on the sideline. Now I get it. This is what the NFL is all about. They want their quarterbacks stars. on the field. Their stars are on the field. If it were Tom Brady, they would have cut to him fifty times. If it were Aaron Rodgers, it would have been fifty-one. If it were Dak Prescott, it would have been fifty. I get it. Blah 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 blah. But this is what makes the NFL so unwatchable for me. Sometimes is this league has turned into such chicken shit it's not even funny every time that a receiver goes up to catch a pass and it's like let's say it's on the offensive sideline if he doesn't catch the pass there's a group of coaches that go nuts because they want a pass interference call oh this whole challenging pass interference this, thing needs to go back to the hole it came from and and I was listening to 1460 not to get back to this paying college athletes thing but this was there was a caller that called in um, who was from Marshalltown that said that he's only going to watch, he only likes to watch coll collegiate athletes because they don't get paid and they play harder. Well, and Ross Peterson just absolutely torched this guy. I heard this one. Oh, this my was gosh, funny. it was magic. And he Ross, goes, he goes well, hey, uh, hey uh, you know, Marshalltown High School, their, uh, their athletes don't get paid. Why don't you go start supporting them? And you just put, like, it, it turned to this dude was a spider. Put that dude in a body bag. He was a spider on roller skates. Just didn't know what to say. And he goes, well, you don't have to watch college athletes, college athletics anymore. You can just go support your local high school. They don't pay their athletes. And and I agree with Ross. Like To insinuate that collegiate athletes try harder than pro sport yeah, athletes. Yeah, you're going to say pro sport athletes get paid less or try hard less because they're getting paid. Don't they want to get paid more? Exactly. That's how capitalism works. This that guy is, is probably Democrat. That is, that is why people – yeah, he probably is a big Bernie Sanders guy. Uh, just wants everything handed to him. Uh, that's it's it's why fucking commies. It's why people sit out or hold out on their contracts because they know what they're worth, and like that's why NFL players obviously play harder than collegiate athletes. Not only the fact that they're better athletes, they're in the top one percent in the history of the world, essentially. But that's a conversation for another time. So I'm not going to get into that, Ross. I hope you're listening, buddy, because. You absolutely torched that dude. Uh, my next one. Um, 2015, China helps out dudes everywhere, 
and announces the end to the one-child policy after 35 years. So congratulations to all the Chinese folks out there. Finally getting laid again. Yeah, finally dumping the soup anytime <laughs> they want to dump the soup. Actually, actually you know, at China, you know, they, they probably give everybody free condoms and, you know, free vasectomies just because communism is so great, right? Should have moved there a long time ago. <laughs> no, but see, they'll, they'll do that. But then again, uh, you know, if you question their uh, communism, especially if you're, uh, you know, outside the NBA, they'll come after you. But if you're in the NBA and they uh, help you make money, you'll uh, condone anything they ever do and obviously be okay with uh, the lack of human rights over there. But that's a conversation for another time. Cassius Clay in 1960, his first pro boxing match was on this day, October 29th of 1960. He defeats uh, Tunney Hansacker. And I just want to point out how fucking weird names were back in the day. Like Tunney? What is that? T-U-N-N-Y. Is that how you... Maybe it's his nickname. Or is it Tony? Tony. Big Tony. Fat Tony. Tony. Just going to try to set there. He's a draft dodger. That's a very big conversation that we could get into. He is a draft dodger, but I think there was things there um lastly um probably the most depressing one no pun intended uh october 29th 1929 black tuesday start of the great depression well <laughs> thanks for putting it that's what i said it said it's <laughs> depressing where did this did you know segment think, oh. think about where we have come from as a nation since then we have risen from the ashes okay <laughs> World War II drove us yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, we've risen from the ashes. We have a reality TV star that's president. Yeah. Uh, what yeah, a great, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. Can you imagine being able to tell your non-existent grandkids that, you know, in, in heaven when you sit up there and pretend that you're still alive because of the nuclear holocaust that happens? <laughs> like, this is where we're headed, everyone. Oh. So, uh, that's Cole's Did You Know did you know segment? Um, and then lastly, uh, face off Dan once again. Um, I I'm gonna give you credit. We'll go with a push, even though I technically won because I argued for cu- for the Cubs to hire David Ross. Not necessarily something I believed in, but they hired David Ross. We've got a new manager in Chicago. I'm optimistic for the future. How do you feel? How are you feeling? I'm not. I just I don't I don't know I don't see it going well. No I, no 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 honestly, excuse me I didn't say confident I said optimistic. I think I think Theo is out to you know when his contract runs up he doesn't want to stay longer ten years I think Jed is out the year after that. Um I don't know I don't I don't see it working out it's just me Fair I think enough. we're back to the Cubs of old. Fair enough but uh, it was hey, fun sixteen was great. Hey, Two thousand sixteen was sick. Two thousand we're gonna be those fans six. we're gonna be those fans. Remember that time Seneca Wallace beat the Hawkeyes and they were undefeated. <laughs> You know, that's what it's so, going to be. <laughs> that was incredible. Yeah, we'll be like the Nebraska Miguel fans, Montero hit that grand slam. I tell you, Garrett. God. <laughs> grand slam, Montero. Grand slam. <laughs> um, okay, so then we talked a little bit earlier. I have a little theory on the, the Dolphins, and I everyone who's listening knows that I am a Dolphins apologist, and I have wanted to. Why? Just, Why? I don't know. Dan like you're Marino, not a glutton enough. Dan Marino sucked me in as a kid, and I just can't stop, and I don't know why, Was dude. Was it Ace Ventura Pet Detective that did it? I'm not going to answer that laces, question. Laces out. I am not. Laces out, Dan. Hungry fella. <laughs> I love that movie. So I'm not going to give up on the Dolphins yet because they've got a 79.9% chance to land the number one pick. A 98 
0.8% chance to land a top five pick. I believe that we've got a great draft class of quarterbacks coming out that I could see bringing us into the future. And poor- you're, you're really throwing the us around with the Miami Dolphins? Dude, I can't help it. I have been. I think I've been a Dolphins fan longer than I've been an Iowa State fan. That's bizarre. It is very you bizarre. You have a problem. Um, I can see a new age quarterback coming in and ushering them into a, in a, into a future that does not include Josh Rosen, who was a top 10 pick that will be on his third team in as many years. Pretty easy to see. Um, I don't know where he'll go, but he will definitely get traded for pieces because this is the start of a total teardown rebuild. Christian Wilkins, unfortunately, I Maybe think... Maybe that's Theo Epstein's next probably, job. Theo Epstein the is going to take over the Dolphins. Uh, I think that Christian Wilkins is a top, top five pick here or top 10 pick or whatever he ended up being that won't get dealt, but he's in such a crappy spot right now. We have... Damn it. The Dolphins have three first-round picks this upcoming year, and the worst one guaranteed... 20 bucks says they missed on two of them. I'm inclined to take that bet, even though I'm going to lose 20 bucks on it. Um, The worst one, I think, being... I want to say the Rams or something like that. Like the 26th pick is what it's supposed to be slated to be. They've got a chance here. They can... They can pick up some players, and I'm not willing to give up yet, and I hate that because I really would much rather root for a Midwest team. So please, anybody, please, on Twitter, Facebook, please convince me to not be a Dolphins fan because I can't let go because those three first-round draft picks are staring me in the face, and if one of them ends up being Tua, (laughs) that's going to be hard. He's going to be playing – he just won't even have ankles by then. He'll be running around on his knees. But what if it's Justin Herbert, though? I would love Justin Herbert. What if it's Jake Fromm? Jake Fromm would be sick. But Jake Fromm ain't going to be a number one pick. Joke. No, but top five. Like, let's pretend it's not. I don't a, think he's top five pick. Even if it's top ten. Okay, Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow. Like, any of those quarterbacks I would be ecstatic with. But I, I cannot let go of the Dolphins for some reason, and I have no idea why. And I kind of hate it. Laces out, Cole. Laces out. Laces out's correct. Uh, Dan, I think with that, let's let's wrap this puppy up. Let's let's uh, get her done. I'm ready for a bye week. I'm ready for a bye week. Sit around and and you know watch football unbiased. It's gonna be fun. It is gonna be fun. I hope you get a chance to come over maybe on Saturday and come hang out with me watching the football. Maybe we can thing. do just a little short little uh, little live. Uh, oh, that'd be fun. A little live intake of the game. Yeah, you come over and power wash Fahrenheit for okay. me in the morning. Okay. And then I'll come over and watch sports in the afternoon. Okay. Was that how it's gonna go? <laughs> yeah. Truthfully. Yeah. Do you swear? No, I'll probably do it tomorrow. No, but I mean, like, if 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 I come over Saturday and help you get your work done, will you come over and hang out That's, with me? It's a possibility. Because that would be fun. I think that we would get some really good content out of like that. Would be totally unfiltered, just us sitting down here and drinking beers. That would be fantastic content. I'd be a little bit terrified by some of those. Di- eh? Well, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, everybody, thank you for your support. Thank you for following, liking, retweeting, um, sharing on Facebook. We, we greatly appreciate it. Um, tell your friends about us. Tweet at us. Tell us how we're stupid. I'm, I'll do better this week. I, I didn't put up any of our locks. I think it was just one of those, uh, those, those busy weeks I had at work. I just kind of didn't get around to it. But I'll make sure I put up those locks um, here on Friday before the, before the action starts on Saturday. Um, let, it, let us know what you think. Share us with your friends. Tell us how we do. Tell us where you think we're stupid. Tell us where you think we're smart, which is probably very few of our takes in general. And with that, Danny boy, let's get out of here. Let's blow this popsicle stand. Peace. Have a good week, everybody. Go clones, baby. Sing us a song. You're the piano man. Sing us a song tonight.